God-given ideas. The motivation and the foundation of this series is that God created your mind and gave your mind the capacity to offer solutions to problems. So anytime your eye sees a problem or your ear hears a problem, your mind produces solutions. Those solutions your mind produces is what we call an idea. So ideas are solutions to problems that are trapped in your mind. And last week, our anchor scripture was Genesis 41, verses 32 to the verse 40, where Joseph, after interpreting the dream of Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked for a man who can provide solution. And Joseph was chosen. And Joseph provided a solution. And I said that what actually made Joseph great was not only because he had the capacity to interpret the dream, but also had the capacity to provide solution to problems. So he provided solution to the problem of Pharaoh. Are you here with me? And then we went on to look at the four stages of ideas. And we said the worrying stage. Anytime your eye sees a problem or your ear hears a problem, you are likely to get worried. In fact, most people, 90% or even above, the first time they see a problem or hear a problem, the first thing that comes is that they get worried. And about 90% of the 90% who get worried don't leave the worrying zone into the next zone called the stinking stage. But there are 10% of human beings who enjoy problems, but anytime they come, they provide a solution. Okay? In fact, they thrive on creating problems. And we have a slogan in my office. It's called, I create the mess, you solve the mess, and I get paid. When I'm employing people, I tell them from the beginning, I'm employing you to solve my problems. I'm not employing you to add problems to my problem. I said, it's because I lack certain competence. That's why I'm employing you. So you don't come around and then you see that problem I employed you to solve as an excuse for not performing. I hear it's only in Ghana or in Africa that we vote for people and we pay them to solve our problems. And then they tell us the reason why they could not perform is because our problems were numerous. And we applaud them. So you get to that worrying stage and then you move from there to thinking stage where you must think. Then the next stage is the innovation stage. And then the fourth stage is the invention stage. Then we moved on from our discussion from here and then we started looking at how the state of your mind affects the generation of ideas. We spoke about the, your mindset and then discard your mind shift and then discuss your mind speed and then discuss your mind scope. 
and then we spoke about your mind sight and then we concluded with your mind car today i want to discuss with you on the 10 types of people that go through problems and how they respond so 10 types of people that go through problems and how they respond to it introductory scripture genesis chapter 1 and the verse 12 genesis chapter 1 and the verse 12 here genesis chapter 1 verse 12 look at this the land produced vegetations vegetation yeah plants bearing seed according to their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind and God saw that it was good. You see, what God sees as good is when your kind, you produce what is your kind. In fact, you are a reflection of what you, are, are you here? You cannot do anything beyond who you are. It's a, it's a divine principle. Right from the creation, seeds could only produce fruits according to their kind. And trees can only bear fruits according to their kind. So if I plant a mango seed, it must bear mango fruit. It cannot change. So you have to determine the kind of seed you want to be so that that seed will determine the fruit you bear. Are you here with me? You have to determine that I want to be a mango seed if I want to eat mango. You have to determine I want to be an apple seed because I want to produce apple. I want to eat apple. So what you produce in life is a reflection of who you are. I said, what you produce in life is a reflection of who you are. Your achievement is a reflection of who you are. There are people who think that they could have done better than what, what they have done in life. I agree with you. I agree with you. Your achievement is only a reflection of what you have put in. So if you think you could have done better, don't blame anybody. Put in more. How sweet your tea is, is determined by the amount of sugar you have put inside. So if you have more sugar and you want it to be tastier, put in more sugar. It's as simple as that. But if you keep the sugar somewhere and say, this tea is not tasty at all. It's not sweet at all. And you keep complaining when there is a sugar there. Keep on putting it. But well, let me warn you, you may get diabetes at the end of the day. But I don't think that the sugar thing is a good example. I don't want you to go home and say, Daddy said we should eat more sugar. <laughs> Daddy said you should eat more sugar. Then you're putting in the sugar. Your wife says, honey, don't eat this sugar. Yo, let me put it in. Your wife knows why he's telling you don't eat this sugar. For those of you who are married, your wife knows why. Okay? So now, I'm going to show you 10 people. You are likely to see yourself in one or you are likely to even see yourself in two, or you are likely that you represent all the ten people. Hey, Charlie, are, are you here with me? Ten people! Ten people! Now, the first person is called the informed person. The informed person. The informed person. Now, the informed person is a, a well-educated person who uses information stored in the mind to solve problems. Now, the champion is a medical doctor. Savior is a pharmacist. I can bet you, I can tell you that the problem, you see, anytime your eye sees a problem, <laughs> your mind triggers a solution. But usually, the, the solution your mind triggers is determined by the kind of information in your mind. So here, so the champion will always see medical problems. The champion wants to provide solutions. He wants to provide solutions 
that has to do with the hospital that treats the eye. And you can tell him if you ask him, he will tell you. In his mind, all that he wants to do is to treat it. The Japan can just see your eyes and tell you that you you need spectacles. You see this big spectacles in my face. He brought it to me. He says, This is what you must wear. I am wearing it. He's solving my problem using spectacles. I, I, do you understand what I'm talking about? So you see the information in their heads is determining the kind of problems they even see and solve. Are you here with me? So their their biases in life is based on what they have stored in their minds. In fact, there are some problems I won't call Dr. Champon at all to help me solve it. Because I know you have some limitations. Are you here with me? So the solution you generate, the ideas you generate for these people, the informed people, is always based on the information in their heads. So that places limitations on them. The informed people, that is their limitation. If we take them to other areas, they don't want to go there. This is what I know. This is what I've studied. And this is what I keep in mind. And this is what I want to do. So the informed people are people that see problems based on their knowledge and then will respond to it based on their knowledge. Any other problem beyond what they have learned, they don't even see it. I, I, so they solve specialized problems and generate specialized ideas to deal with specialized issues. Are you here with me? The next person is called the intelligent person. So we have the informed person and then the intelligent person. Please note that somebody might not have gone to school, but the person is intelligent. Intelligence has nothing to do with your level of education. It has to do with your smartness, your mental abilities to observe things and offer solutions. For instance, an intelligent person, I know a man, I went to do training for his manager. When I got there, there were 300 managers all in seats. And I know of only one of his company. So in my mind, when I sat down, I said, this one, he will kill himself. Why can't you have 300 managers for one small company? Then when he came, I all these people are your managers. It's all official. You don't know. I have 78 companies. And the 78 companies he has, it doesn't look like the man has a strong educational background. And it doesn't look like he had, he's an expert in all the areas. He's an intelligent man. Who can observe, notice a problem in his environment, and look for people with the skills, create a company and employ their skills. Then you use your skills to make money for him, and he pays you for using your skills to make money for him. So they are people like that. They are very intelligent, just intelligent, smart people. All they do is to observe environment, identify problems, and identify people with the skills that can solve the problem. And employ the people to solve the problem and pay them for solving the problem he saw that they did not see. And in most cases, you know, especially when you have informed people, the informed people will go like, he's using us to make money. He's using us to make money so that they can be angry. And the people, he's using us to make money. Well, use yourself to make money if you can. But the people who, who are well are smart people. I preached a, a sermon some time ago on how smart people are smart people. They think smart, they see smart, they talk smart, they listen smart. Everything, even eating, they eat smart. You meet intelligent people, meet smart people. The food they put in their body, they want to find out what would this food do to me? 
When you meet fools, they will eat anything. They will eat anything or they will gorge themselves on meat just to kill themselves. In fact, there are more people dying from lifestyle behaviors than witches killing them. I have met very rich, intelligent people. They don't even drink. They don't smoke. You see, Mourinho is a very intelligent person. The kind of things he will sacrifice in order to live long is amazing. When you look at Mourinho's coach, you see this man. He hasn't played football before. The guy hasn't played football before. He's just, he was just an interpreter for a coach. An interpreter for a coach. And he observed. He observed football. I said, this is common sense. Intelligent people, common sense principles. This is common sense. Football is common sense. There is nothing. It's not um, a rocket science. It's not hard to shoot something to space. It's not a rocket science. It's a common sense principle. I have observed. Very soon, you might take over from Van Gaal. Now, Mourinho is rated higher than Van Gaal, but he used to be an interpreter for Van Gaal. He used to be an interpreter for Van Gaal. I said, the man has not played football before. But he's better than people who played football to the highest level, who are coaching third-class teams. And even third-division teams, they cannot win a trophy. I know people who have never gone to school before, but they own hospital. They own hospital. You see, a Ekia Donko, laugh at her. Say anything you want to say. She's an educated woman has formed a political party. They have formed a political party. Say whatever you want to say about her. She's making the news. They are interviewing her. She's on TV. Do you know what is adding to her value? Do you know what she's getting from it? Some people laugh at her. Young boys on radio station who have not employed one soul. This woman is employing people. She's paying. She has a farm. She's an entrepreneur. And people <laughs> are sitting there laughing at her English. Laughing at her English. But she's, she makes the front page. Whether for good reason or bad reason. She knows what she's doing. Are you here? The third is the ideal person. The ideal person. These people are very moral. So they develop, they usually develop ideas that promote a moral cause. For instance, for instance, mommy. Hmm. Mommy set up TCC. And the main motivation for set up TCC is because Christian children are exposed to bad things in school. And she wants to raise godly children. She will go, this world is a perverse generation. I want to raise godly children in a perverse generation. She just wants to solve a moral problem. Okay? So we are people like that. One day, I got a letter from one of the investment banks. And they have developed something called the ARC Fund. I think data bank. And the ARC Fund is a moral investment. has a moral code attached to it. If you put your money in it, we invest in tobacco companies, we invest in any alcoholic company, we invest in anything that is immoral. You understand? So sometimes you see somebody developing, like people that develop NGOs and take children, you know, you look at them and you say that, what kind of idea is this? This one you will suffer, but that's what gives them satisfaction. That's what they love to do. Are you here with me? So you see, your personality actually takes on the, your ideas. What you, can, you are able to do is traceable to who you are, who you are, who you are. That's why you don't have to copy people, what people are doing. Don't copy them. Because if you are not built for that thing, you will be discouraged at one point. Then the initiative person, a person who predicts problems and responds with an idea before it happens. There are people, they don't solve today's problems. So they solve tomorrow's problem. You go right now as I'm speaking to you, you will find people who have locked themselves in a room 
for a year or two and they are developing a solution and they are poor they are going through crisis they are looking for money from banks they are not getting and people are beginning to despise them but they are seeing something in the future and they are developing a solution to it today what they are doing today is to solve tomorrow's problem and those people if you despise them today tomorrow you regret are you here these people they have patience they can be very patient they can wait they know it's like the eagle do you know the eagle eh? whilst other birds are flapping and looking for wind and they don't get the wind and they are flapping the eagle can sense the movement of a wind can sense air current from afar and to wait so everybody is going but the eagle is there the eagle will wait will wait and you would think that this eagle why you can't fly this eagle should eagles don't want to flap they want to soar wait for that air and then it moves into it just moves into it so all those who have been flapping the eagle will usually go above it in the air and get the air current and they just open its wings and begin to soar scarcely will you see eagles flapping they just open their wings collect the air so all the people who have gone ahead flapping the eagle will be above them passing Hi, you couldn't wait for me, eh? I'm going. So I'm telling you, there are people like that. When you see them, you say, I'm working on something. I'm working on a project. I'm researching on something. And then you are despising them. Then you are looking down on them. And sometimes, these people, when you are not very convicted about what you are doing and your plans, you will get discouraged because you see everybody going. But what I'm seeing, you are not seeing. That's why you are going ahead of me. Are you here? America has a lot of these people. That's America is always ahead. Whilst we are here fighting over um, lands that are not productive, we are fighting one plot of land. Two people will go and meet on one plot of land somewhere in some village. They will fight because our father, my father and your father fought. Me and you two, we must fight. I'm protecting my father's legacy. And you ask them, what kind of legacy? One plot of land. They can't even plant cassava on it. They are fighting. They are killing themselves. Whilst we are fighting, America is doing research for months. Whether you can find life, evidence of life there. And once you can find evidence of life, it means that people can live there. I say one day we'll get up, America will go to Mars. Are you here with me? You understand what I'm talking about? You're listening to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon Titi Ofer. Brought to you by The Pleasant Place, the church with pleasant people. Are you looking for prayer or seeking counseling? Please call our hotline now. 0264-133-333-0264-133-333. Our pastors are waiting to pray with you now. The next one is called the interrogative person. A person who generates ideas by asking probing questions and challenging the status quo. These people, they ask why, when, how. They are very tactical. In the development of the ideas, very, very tactical. They scarcely make mistakes. So they scarcely make mistakes because before they would take the step, they have asked a lot of questions and they have provided answers before. Okay, you walk into an environment and you notice the problem. First, they want to find out why is this. The second, they want to find out why has nobody solved the problem. <laughs> because sometimes you assume that you are the first person who has seen the problem. Like, okay, you, you employ somebody. This people you employ them in uh, an institution. You take their time. Why? Why? Are there more women here than men? Why are there more men here than women? Why is everybody so glued to their distance? They don't go, but the other people, you employ them to an institution, they go in there and say, okay, I have a meeting. I've come. I'm going to change everything. They will die before their time. These people, interrogating people, they will ask questions. They will probe issues. They have identified a problem. 
that they want to take their time to solve it. And when they solve problems, they solve it big and well. Okay? The initiative people can even start. While they are going, they are solving the problems. Like the man who went to Iraq, the Nigerian man who went to Iraq, he goes into the problems, and while the problem is there, they are solving it, they are going. But the, the interrogative person will sit down, will do analysis of the entire situation, and keep on asking questions, and keep on interviewing people, and start solving the problem based on the questions he's asking before he even attempts. But I saw you see these people, you say, ah, you are too slow, we want to move. And you are, too, you are too slow. We want things to happen. You are probing things, asking questions. When you have an interrogative person come to visit our church for the first time, ask the person, do you want to be a member? Give me some time. The person will come next Sunday again. Sit down. Look at me. Preach. Can I trust him? Okay. Why do the people like him? So this is a teacher of faith. Okay, I want to analyze him before I commit to him. So here's my first sermon. Okay, not, not, not bad. I think that's why the people like him. But let me come Sunday. Let me see. They come the next Sunday. Okay. It wasn't like the previous one. But I'll come the third one and see. Come the third one. Okay, okay. I think okay. They will take me. And then you wait again. They will take me. Wait again. And then Lusat comes around. Okay, now I've finished with the theory affair. I've ticked him. Now the choir. Look at the choir. Okay. I think I like the copy guy. Um, okay, okay. I think that I think oh, because it's our church, I'm marking everything correct. <laughs> the next time, okay, if the man can I observe the main fellowship, who is the president? Okay, 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 okay. I see that the president is a bored man, and people with bored head, they are intelligent. Okay, there are different groups of people in it. There are bankers, pharmacists, doctors, economists, um, security experts. So I think it's a balance. They're very, it's a balance most. Okay. And the person has come to church for two months. So when you ask the person, Hi, brother. Uh, the bishop asked me to call members of the church and to check on them. Well, I'm visiting. I'm not a member yet. <laughs> but you see, when the person finishes answering the questions and the person becomes a member, the person is, Ooh! The others who will come in and say, I want to be a member, I want to be a member. And then he goes and hits something and says, I don't want to be a member, I don't want to be a <laughs> Interrogative person do things, they solve problems based on conviction. I analyze it, I believe it, and I want to do it. You get it? Their weak side is that. But sometimes by the time they finish analyzing, what they want to solve is history. You get it? They will say, ah, I should have done this early. I should have. But the next time, they will still. If that thing does not become a history, then they can work it out. But in some cases, what you want to analyze has a time span. You, you get it? Have a lifespan. If the lifespan goes, I've had people that I've met people. I said, like, all these things, they are based on my interaction with people. I've been pastoring for so many years. I'm meeting people. And the kind of pastor I am, it's not only people who need spiritual help, sorry, that come to me. But I also have people that need intellectual help. That I get people, all manner of people, though, all manner of people. People are even going to court and they think that I have the capacity to do a legal analysis. So they come to me. Okay, let's go. So you are getting to know who you are and why you develop an idea that is different from mine. I shouldn't be driving you to become like me. You must desire to be like you. Be in your lane. You might be interrogated, so you take decisions slow. 
I must be an initiative person, so I take the decision and I solve it as you go. Like between me and mommy, mommy is interrogative, I am initiative. You understand? I move on, I move on. Mommy takes time, looks at it, and that's why our balance is good. Sometimes she's coming from behind me, I'm making all the decisions I'm doing, and I'm leaving some things I have to touch, and I'll not touch them, and I'm going, she's coming, but she's very patient with me, and she's coming behind me and picking the things I've left. And it even happens in our life, real life. We go out for a dinner, she's tired, she has done a lot of work, and then we go out for a dinner, we come back home, and it's late night, and guess what? I sit down at the hall, and I take off my suit, and all the children are sleeping. I take off my suit, and she pushes it up. And then I'm going to look for water, and then once I'm there looking for water, I remove my bow tie and put it on the fridge, and she comes to pick it up. Then once I'm drinking the water, I see a CNN news I want to <laughs> watch. Then I sit down, I leave the a bottle there, and I remove one of my shoes, throw it somewhere. But whilst I'm even removing it, I'm looking at the news, and I remove it, throw it somewhere. By the time I realize, the bottle of water I should put on this, I put it inside my shoe, and the water is pouring. And she can say, honey, look at what you are doing. Look at what you are doing. The imitative person. You see, these are people who generate ideas through learning from people. Through learning from people. There are people who can just come around me and so I want to study that the way this man generates things. I want to just be around him and see. So they saw, okay, this is the way that he solves this problem. Okay, I'm going to solve my tool like that. And they'll be watching and be creative. You know, they like to imitate people. They like to imitate people. It doesn't mean they don't have a personal identity. They have. But they, they know where they, are, they don't have their strength. And so they, okay, this is my strength, but this is my weakness. And somebody has that strength. The, the, what is my weakness is somebody's strength. So let me learn from that person. Imitation means that, okay, there are things you are doing, there are aspects of it that I think I like, I'll pick them one by one and try to fix it into my destiny. It's like somebody going to buy, you know when you go to Awosokai, uh, no, Awosokai is even better. It's a place called Kokompe. Do you know Kokompe? Have you ever bought a car in Kokompe? If you ever buy a car in Kokompe and you can drive that car, you can pilot an aircraft. Kokompe, those mechanics there, they don't like new cars. They don't even like home-use cars. Home-use cars is that they want desert-use cars. Cars that are torn. They buy. When <laughs> people who carry money and go to Kokompe and buy an empty car, a car body, just a body, no engine, no tire, no wiring, then buy it. And they go and put it down. And the car body, car's body says Suzuki. Then they go and look for Benz engine and buy it. And then BMW ties and buy it. And then go and look for cable metal. <laughs> Come and do electrical works with it. And look for ECG power, connect it to their battery. <laughs> you know, buy some battery somewhere. So you the car, you finish the car and you see the car. It's a multi car. That's how those who do imitation they are. Go to the ants, you struggle. Observe its ways and be wise. Imitative people, they observe good ways and become even wiser and the people they observe. God bless you. And thank you for coming to church. We're grateful for tuning in to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon Titi Ofer, brought to you by the Pleasant Place Shifo Chapel, the church with pleasant people. Find the Pleasant Place on the Spintus Road, Basket Bus Stop, near Unibank. Dial 264 133 333-0264-133-333 for more information.
شد 